This is Fantasy Book Club. And welcome to the Fantasy Book Club. This is the Internet's Book Club. And just by listening, you're a member. My name is Colton Pratt. And I am Sydney Lyerly. And we have finished The Way of Kings we by did Brandon it! Sanderson. Woo! So this week, make sure you've read the rest of the chapters. Yeah, read, read, read a lot of them. All of part five, essentially. Yes, literally the entirety of part five. That's yep. literally what we, we just read the entirety of part five. Right. And then also uh, with that, let me think. What else? Is there anything else we need to let you guys to get ready to, to know before we get into it? Um, next week, you don't have anything to read. So, yeah, it's going to be a wrap up week. Yeah. So come um, come prepared to to, to uh, hear us chit chat about things like theories for the. This is our first time we're doing a story, a, 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 a series. Yeah. So we're going to do theories for the future direction of yeah, the story, which is interesting. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about next week. Actually, you do have a little bit of read. We're going to reread the, the um, prologue. Yes. Just so we can get reestablished on that. Because that's kind of it's the prologue and the epilogue seem to be one story. Yeah. But yep. there's so much in between that you kind of forget what happened in yep. the prologue. So we're going to reread the prologue to get a little bit refresher on that to talk about what's going to happen in yeah. the books. Um, yeah. And also we're going to reread the letter that was in there and a bunch of the death rattles to like get some kind yes. of clarity. Uh, and we're going to do same things as always. Actors for characters. Yep. If there was a movie, who would he play? The, yep. nor- the normal bit. Yeah. Though, I wonder if it would be better. Well, no, I guess not. Because I was going to say, after we finish the other books, we're not going to recast some of the characters that we've already picked. We might. But, or, yeah, I guess we could. The more also, we get these, to books, know them. these books have a billion characters. So yes. we can pick we can five important ones, ones this yeah. one. And then next next book, pick five I other think we do that. Ones. I think we do five important, important characters. characters. And just keep week. doing five important characters. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yep. I'm ready. Uh, I, I start first. this week. Yeah. This week we're gonna start with chapter seventy. It's Sea of Glass. There's no of any death rattle, uh, letter bit, anything oh, like that. Real fast. I just would like to say, I kind of called it, and a couple of my theories were were accurate. A and few I'm of Sydney's of theories are accurate, and she's proud. And there that's is good. actually the last one I'm the most proud of. She nailed it because the last one I nailed, and I, to be honest, the last chapter. Yeah. I I nailed. Yeah. Like who I thought it was. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go ahead and begin. My se- chapter 70, they're all short this week. So we're going to fly through them. Yeah. Shalon, she's laying in the bed in the hospital room. She is she is terrified, sick. She feels terrible. She misses Capsule weirdly enough. She feels so bad for what she's done. She, I hate Capsule. She's cried for days and days. Yes. Um, And then she starts thinking about the event when uh, she got poisoned. And I had you theorize about this. You got this one wrong. Why didn't? Yasna get poisoned. You yes. said she might have built up an immunity. Yes. But Shalon's pieces together. Wait. That makes sense. She she put her finger in the jam. Why would yeah. she touch the jam? And she ate the bread and she grimaced. That was weird because I didn't know she grimaced in that space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she kept, so she pieces together. She walks up to Yasna and she says, she basically, she walks to where Yasna is in the cove. She walks from the hospital to the library wearing nothing but a robe. And everyone is kind of like, because <gasps> it's a, like a high-ranking light-eyes woman walking through town in a robe. She Her safe hand is covered, though, so yes. it's okay. <laughs> no, none of her of her uh, dainty womanly bits are out. All of her bits are, are covered. <laughs> her dainty womanly bits. <laughs> that was so dumb. <laughs> I also, I, I listen back sometimes. And I feel the need to alert the, the audience. When I make a dumb joke like that and Sydney laughs, I am also grinning ear to ear. <laughs> I, yes. So, 
I forget the audience can't see me. And so I make a dumb joke and then sit silently while Cindy laughs. And it makes me sound like a robot who just said something stupid. You do that a lot. You yeah. just sit there in silence and just. I, I'm so proud think- of my joke. And then Cindy's laughing. And so I'm just sitting here like, yay. I think sometimes we forget that they can't see you me. can't see us. I wish you guys could. One day, you know, it'd be so cool. One day if we could do like a live stream off our Instagram. Yeah. Do like a live recording. That'd, that'd be, be so good. Fun. That's the dream. But honestly. they'll see all of our whoopsie daisies and mistakes. Yeah, but that's just the joy of that's podcasting. the joy of podcasting. Um, anyway, uh, Shalon goes up to to Yasna. Yasna basically says, "I will kick you out if you don't uh, leave." Fair enough. And Shalon's out of the corner of her eye. She's seeing those like weird symbol heads. She keeps yeah. seeing them, and she's like, um, basically, she's like, huh, "I don't care. You can soul cast, can't you?" And Yasna's like, uh, you know, uh, yeah. trying to hide it. And eventually, Shalon turns around a piece of paper and shows um, the art of Shadesmar and says, "What is this place?" And Yasna's like, "Where'd you see that?" Where'd you hear that? What is what, like? And Yasna yeah. says, "I went there." And real um, quick, basically, she um, uh, Shalon calls Yasna out for her soul, all her soul casters being fake and not real. Yeah, I here's the thing: they they after Yasna refuses to kind of acknowledge anything. Uh, Shalon is uh, basically Yasna's being really dense and unhelpful, and Shalon's like, fine. Fine, you're not gonna help me. I'll make you help me. Mm-hmm. And she, in her head, goes, "Creatures, can you hear me?" And the, a whisper comes, "Yes, always." So I picture them. <laughs> um, and it's, even though she expected it, she still jumped. And she goes, "Can you return me to that place?" And it says, "You need to tell me something true. The more true, the stronger our bond." And uh, Shalon says, "Yasna is using a fake soul caster. I'm sure that's the truth." And sh- the voice says. That's not enough. I must know something true about you. Tell me. The stronger the truth, the more hidden it is, the more powerful the bond. Tell me. Tell me. What are you? And she says, what am I? Truthfully? And then she says, I'm a murderer. I killed my father. Dun, dun, dun. And the voice says, ah, a powerful truth. And then suddenly, pop. Real quick. Every other time she was speaking in this section, she was speaking to the the person she was speaking in her mind. Yeah. So did Yasna just hear this? Yeah, she just out loud said that. So now Yasna knows. Maybe. Which I didn't want to think about when I was reading. Yeah. But Yasna knows she's a murderer. Yeah, maybe. And is just okay with that or what? <laughs> Shalon falls into the sea of beads and she's drowning. They're filling her mouth. She doesn't know what to do. They're pulling her down. Something seems to grab her ankle and is pulling her deeper and deeper. Yeah. And suddenly... The sea parts, and you hear, idiot girl. And Yasna has is standing on a on a raft made of the beads. Make it make sense. The beads <laughs> have formed into a raft, and Yasna has grabbed Shalon and pulled her out. And then they row the the raft over to and like the raft the weeds seem to all like uh, obey Yasna's will. Yeah. And they roll over to two where two like fire like of the soul fire things we saw. Yeah. They roll over to two and Yasna shoves Shalon into one and then suddenly Shalon, pop, she's back in reality. Yeah. And she watches Yasna, who has her eyes closed, open her eyes and go, idiot girl. <laughs> um, and basically after this, y- after showing that she can do that, essentially, Yasna says, you will never steal from me again or anyone. You will never lie to me again or anyone. And like, essentially, Shalon's like, I know. 
I came, I came, she actually says, I came expecting to steal from you. And Yasna says, and that's supposed to make me feel better. And she said, yes, I came to steal from Yasna, the heretic, heartless, evil woman. Yeah. And I met Yasna, the wonderful, thoughtful, uh, beautiful woman. Yep. And so uh, Yasna essentially says, fine, you can help me because of this. Yeah. Because no one knows what Yasna can do except for Shalon. Yeah. And Shalon knows she's got that like upper hand on that. Yeah. Also, though, I just want to know, does, mm, I want to know what happened to Shalon's dad. Okay. I want to know why. One more book. I just, why. mm. You know how this book was Kaladin's flashback book? Yeah. Next book is Shalon's flashback book. Yay. So you get to see, you get to see kind of that backstory of Shalon. Good. So don't worry. I want to know. I don't really have any theories of what happened, to be honest. To be honest. The direction it goes, you I don't think you'll have any way of I don't it. have any theories because I don't feel like we've really had that much in the way of hints on it. Like we other really, than her, her dad is dead. Their yeah. family's in ruin. I mean, and then we find out one other thing here later on in this chapter. But that's not that helpful to me either. What's the other thing? I forget. Um, We'll find out when we get there. I forget. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> That's all of this chapter. Yeah. Oh, also, Yasin oh. said they're learning about the Voidbingers. Yes. And then that chapter ends and it becomes chapter 71. Yeah. So chapter 71, recorded which in is, blood. Which is Sydney's get- chapter. Also, we would have theories except uh, – actually, let's, let's forego theories entirely this chapter because next week we're theorizing about the whole book. So okay. we, we're not going to do theories about what's happening next. We might do theories about like someone says something. What does that mean for the yeah. large scale? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, chapter 71, recorded in blood. So we're back with Zeth, Sun Sun Volano, Truthless of Shinovar. Yep. And he's in Carbranth. 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 He's in Carbranth, <laughs> uh, which is where Shalon and Yasna are right now. Dun, dun, dun. And he's uh, carrying a huge sack. He's walking with porters. He's trying to just kind of blend in. Yeah. And he's been there for a little while uh, because he has orders to kill the king. King Teravangian, if you We've remember him. him. He's a nice guy, remember? Yes, I do remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember. He's a beloved monarch known for ma- for building and maintaining hospitals in his city. Mm-hmm. But basically, the um, his uh master told him to kill King Teravangian, but to do it quietly this time yeah. and not kill anybody else along the way. And so Zeth has been there for a little while. He's trying to be uh be sneaky and kind of figure out things and like he's getting kind of a idea and a layout of the land so he can go and kill this guy. And so he goes down into uh like a larder, like the palace larder, which is where like the bathroom basically. Yeah. He goes down there, sneaks around, ends up in the the light eyes bathroom. He cuts a hole. It's actually really neat. Cuts a hole yes. in the floor. Yeah. Gives that piece of floor a half lashing upwards, yep. so it's weightless, floating in space. Makes li- lashes himself nine tenths upward, so he's a tenth of his weight. Yes. And he steps on the rock, and then he and the rock slope slope. Float, float slowly down yeah. because they're both super light yeah. and then he leaves. Yes. Um, he ends up in the light eyes bathroom and he walks down a hallway. He uh, gets to the end of the hallway and at the end of the hallway there are guards. He's kind of hiding his eyes so they don't see him. The guards stop him and he uh, basically starts, he knocks them out basically. Yeah. Goes into the room, uh, sees the king who's not facing him and mm. goes, I have been instructed to tell you that the others are dead. I've come to finish the job. Mm. King doesn't say anything. Zeth is like, okay, I need to know that you heard this. So he I, says, I, did you hear me? I can't kill you unless yes. you know. Unless and I the know king right. turns around, or doesn't turn around quite yet. But he goes, did you kill my guards, Zeth, son, son, Volano? Mm-hmm. And Zeth's like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. And he goes, you have done your work well, the king said, still not facing him. Leaders dead, lives lost, panic and chaos. Was this your destiny? 
Do you wonder, given that monstrosity of a shard blade by your people, cast out and absolved of any sin your masters might require of you? And basically we find out that um, the king has been Seth's master this entire time. King, kindly King Taravangian, the one who cares for all, who will protect any who are sick and keep them safe and well. Is actually a terrible human being. Who has been trying to sow unrest across all of the kingdoms for some reason. Yeah. Actually, why do you think? Why do you think this is what he's doing? I thought we weren't doing theories. I changed my mind. I'm not going to remember all these theories I want to ask you. Okay. Um, let's see. I think he wants... So we find out later later in this chapter that he knows about like the death rattles and stuff. In fact, he's in, he's he is any person who's near death in any of his hospitals he yes. takes to a secret room and drains their blood slowly so they have plenty of time to death rattle and sometimes if there's not many people sickly he'll just nab some beggar off the street and kill them too yeah not not good not a good person um but i think that he okay so he obviously knows he claims it's for the good of the world that he's doing this i don't believe that i think he's just a terrible person i think he thinks that he's doing the right thing but he he's not there's not the way to go about it sir but I think the like the death rattle thing, he's trying to learn what's going on. I think that's why he's doing that. He's trying to figure out what the death rattles mean, what they're about. Um, but I think like the whole killing thing, I think also has to do with this. He wants to be the strongest, I think. Mm. He's kind of just trying to narcissistic. Yeah. Trying to take over, trying to be the strongest. I think he wants to I honestly think that he wants to So instead of being on the side of like the good side, I mm-hmm. guess. The defending side. The defending side. He wants to be on the side of what's coming. Is yes. what I th- is what I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's my theory. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Um. Basically. Yeah. Uh. They talk about this. Seth thinks it's for vengeance, and Terabanji's like, "No, some of the people you kill were my friends." And Seth is like, "What in the world are you talking about? Yeah. What is wrong with you?" Yeah. And basically, they just kind of talk about this. Uh, Terabanji and Boston's around. They uh, head towards this little underground room that he has where he drains the blood, like we mentioned earlier, drains the blood of people and gets the death rattle. There's a woman there writing on a clipboard, writing the death rattles down. And Zeth knows immediately what's going on. Um, we do get a little death rattle here. I'll read it. It says, the day was ours, but they took it. Stormfather, you cannot have it. The day is ours. They come rasping and the lights fail. Oh, Stormfather. And that's the little little death rattle we kind of get here from a little a young boy which is really really sad and basically uh the king turns to zeth and says is it better for one man to sin than for people to be destroyed wouldn't you say zeth son son volano mm-hmm. and he just basically tells him we don't know why people some speak when others do not when they're dying like but basically this started right around when um king gavilar was investigating the shadow planes for the first time is right when this started yeah so that's when it started. Um, they're not sure what it means, but basically he he is trying to find out what's going on. And his next person on the list, list that Zeth is supposed to kill is Dalinar Colin. Dun, dun, dun. I would like to say one thing. When we get to that point, I cannot wait to see Zeth and, and Kaladin fight because I know it's coming. <laughs> I know it is coming. Yeah. It's going to happen. It's going and to that happen. battle is going to be really intense because they both have the same powers. Yeah. So well, we haven't established. We have not established. Well, similar powers. Well, no, they can no, no, do... no. We have not established that Kaladin will be defending Dalinar yet. That comes later in this episode. Okay. But if you read, you know. But I have a suspicion 
of our like at this moment 40-ish listeners, I have a suspicion the vast majority don't actually keep up with the readings. Well, sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, yeah. My theory that yeah, my one another theory of mine was right, just saying. Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> but yeah, um, I am excited for that one that comes. Moving on, moving on along the story it goes. Chapter 72. Barista Italian. Um and Why did you say it like that? I don't know. Uh, it's Shalon and Yasna again. And they are uh, essentially just talking about like what kind of powers Shalon could have. Yeah. Uh, talking about the fact that like um, some of the Radiants used to have an inerrant soul casting abilities. Two of the orders, they said, mm-hmm. had an er- inherent soul casting abilities. Yeah. And I just now, this reading, realized something. What? Up till this point, the book doesn't tell you that the orders had different powers, did it? Up to this point, as far as you knew, every order of the of the of the Knights Radiant had the same powers. Oh yeah, you're right. So now you know the orders have different powers. Yeah. So like, what one order could do, it doesn't necessarily indicate what the next order can do. Does yeah. that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I I think that's funny because when I was reading, I kept thinking like, why doesn't Sydney realize that Does- the symbol heads are spread? But it's because you have no way of realizing that you they didn't express yeah. that to you yet. I wonder if um. So does this mean that Yasna and Shalon are related to like the Radiance? Is that how they get these powers? That would be my guess. I mean, they have Spren because Shalon Shalon sees the things and and Yasna says those are Spren. Did she Um, tell us what kind of Spren they are? Just that they're Spren. Just Spren. But oh, I wanted you to guess that. She talked to them and she asked them like what they needed to do. And the spread, I'll, I'll go back it real quick. This is actually really important. I want you to guess what kind of spread these are. Here's what we know about them. This is the most important piece of information that we they heard. They are about a type them. of spread, Shlon. They are related to what you do. Yes. And the uh, what the the little creatures say to her that give us a good glimpse of what kind of spread they might be is, um, uh, you need to tell me something true. The more true, the stronger truth our bond. Spren. You think truth spread? I mean, that would make sense if it's something true. Well, I must know something true about you. Tell me. The stronger the truth, the more hidden it is, the more powerful the bond. Tell me. What are you? So you think true spread? True spread or like some kind of like, like some kind of hidden spread or something like mm. that. I'm trying to think of a good word that I cannot find right now. The only word I can really think of is true spread because the okay. whole idea of them telling the truth would yep. make sense to me. Um, okay. That also would actually make sense because Elokar, we think, might be seeing them as well. Yeah. And if he's been lying, mm-hmm. if he because he, he we know that he lied to Dalinar about the the whole girth strong lie, and so yeah, he's been lying, and so I wonder if just those two are lying. Mm. So it's only truth. So spread? like lying, lying, or like truth spread, something along those lines. Well, if we think that these two are drawing them, mm-hmm. are spread drawn by their aspect or attract or causing it? I would say drawn to. Okay, if that's what you think. Yes. Why would lying draw truth spread? That's true. That is true. So what do you think they are? I don't know, like lying spren. I'm trying to think of like the right word. Lying spren's a decent lying guess. Spren. Truth spren, lying spren. Something in there. Something. I just think something along the lines of relating to truth and lies. Truth and lies right. is what I think. Like good. maybe there's a better word that I can't think of right now. There probably is that's a better That's actually a good word. question though. Because like would dishonor also draw honor spren? Because that's a kind of honor, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Like are there dishonor spren? I don't know. I just, I think it's something along those lines relating right. to, relating to that is my guess. Right. Anyway, uh, Yasna basically reveals that that uh, basically 
the the spread that you're seeing, the 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 symbol head things that you're seeing are relating to your ability to soul cast. Yeah. Um, and then she says this sentence. I want you to guess what she was trying to say. She says, uh, these are type of spenshalon. They are related to what you do. Two orders of the Knights Radiant possessed inherent soul casting ability. It was based on their powers that the original Fabrials were designed. I believe I had assumed that you, but no, that obviously wouldn't make sense. Though, I see now. Okay, real quick. Though I guess if they're related to what she does, it wouldn't necessarily be lying. If they're related to what she can do soul casting wise, it would be like soul casting spread. Well, is honor related to sticking things together? I guess well, that's bonding. True. Bonding, I guess, I kind guess. of. But like you can see soul casting as if because, you, you can see those soul casting as making it true or yeah, making it a lie. That's I true. have changed what is true yeah. about you. No, so that could I'll also just be a lie. With my original theory. Okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like changing it. Yasna says she will train Shalon. Um, but uh each radiance abilities were tied to the spren. And so basically Yasna says we're kind of like radiance. We're similar to the yeah. radiance. Um and uh Shalon reveals that she read some of Yasin's notes and Yasin's a little bit offended. But she's like, I guess that's the least of your crimes. And that makes me laugh. Shalon's had a lot of crimes. Yeah. Murder, robbery. And then they start researching, talking about like what Yasin was researching. And Yasin says, uh, basically like, here, read this, piece it together yourself. I want to do dramatic reading of this ending. Real quick. Yeah. I really like Shalon, but also she murdered someone. So that makes me struggle to like her because murder is wrong. We just watched Kaladin murder thousands. I know. And Dalinar. <laughs> this feels different, though. <laughs> yeah, that's murder and war. This seems. This, this, I guess we don't know the exact story. We don't know, yeah, the, reasoning, we don't know, don't know the story yet. Right now, without the reasoning, it seems, oh, you're just a straight murderer. And that's a liar war. and thief. War is a totally different thing. And a liar and a thief. And... War to protect people is totally different. Yes. Murder for we don't know what reason. So mm-hmm. that's why it's hard to it's hard to decide how I feel about that. Fair enough. I don't know whether maybe she was protecting herself. Maybe it was self defense. Yeah. Maybe she was protecting her family. Yeah. You know, I don't know. We'll wait for book two. <laughs> <sighs> the issue is for this, Sydney and I have to wait like a full month and a half before we're recording again. I have to get the book. And so it's gonna be like a for me doing this kind of thing where it's like, and now I have to not read the story for a month and a half drives me crazy. I guess. The issue is I've been done with the last book for two years now. I'm waiting for that le- this fifth book. That's to the worst. When you catch up to an author while yes. they're writing a series, thank it's you. Literally the worst experience because then it's like, well, now I wait. Like there was a series I read when I was younger, and there's like so many, so many books. Like there's six books in each little like section, mm-hmm. and there's like eight different. At this point, like I don't even know because I've stopped reading them, but like eight different like little storylines yeah. that all I mean they all kind of line up like they're all you know in order and stuff yeah. but they literally I caught up after the, like the fourth or fifth one and then every year she would release a new one and so every year I would like read one and it just it was I would have to reread I re- reread that story the, that like series like 20 times because every time I'd be like I don't remember what's happened because it's been like a year since I've read one of these books right and so it was so annoying um can no, I, that's an author fault. Sorry. Back to we're here. Yes. Can I do a dramatic reading of the ending of this book? What Absolutely. About, talking about what Yasna has been studying. And so they, Yasna is showing the notes and uh, trying to help Shalon find the conclusion on her own. Yeah. Here it goes. Yasna looked over her sheets of paper. Do you know the real difference between me and a believer, Shalon? Shalon shook her head. It strikes me that religion, in its essence, seeks to take natural events and ascribe supernatural causes to them. I, however, seek to take supernatural events and find the natural meanings behind them. 
Perhaps that is the final dividing line between science and religion, opposite sides of Wakar. So you think... The Voibingers had a natural, real-world correlate. Yasna said firmly, I'm certain of it. Something caused the legends. What was it? Yasna handed Sirlan a page of notes. These are the best I've been able to find. Read them. Tell me what you think. Shalon scanned the page. Some of the quotes, or at least the concepts, were familiar to her from what she'd read already. Suddenly dangerous. Like a calm day, they became a tempest. They were real, Yasna repeated. Beings of ash and fire. We fought with them, Yasna said. We fought so often that man began to speak of the creatures in metaphor. A hundred battles, ten tenfolds. Flame and char, skin so terrible, eyes like pits of blackness, music when they kill. We defeated them, Yasna said. Shlan felt a chill. But the legends lie about one thing. Yasna continued, They claim we chased the Voidbringers off the face of Roshar or destroyed them. But that's not how humans work. We don't throw away something we can use. Shalon rose, walking to the edge of the balcony, looking out at the lift, which was slowly being lowered by its two porters. Parchment, with skin of black and red, ash and fire. Stormfather, Shalon whispered, horrified. We didn't destroy the Voidbringers, Yasa said from behind her, voice haunted. We enslaved them. So that's a good a good plot line to pick up next book. Oh my gosh, it's so silly. It makes so much sense though. It really does. When you read and the book bits, I was trying to see if you'd ever get it. I kept asking you, what are they talking about? And you kept saying, I don't know. It makes it makes a lot of sense. Right. Especially with what we've seen from Shen. And also from the from and the, the Parshendi. And the Parshendi, yeah. Yes. And it makes a lot of sense. And I really, really wonder what's gonna happen with Shen. Because now Shen is freed. Mm-hmm. Is he going to like become more of a human what what's is he gonna try and go to the parshendi like what is gonna happen with shen come back next time on words of radiance okay ready for your chapter yes my chapter 73 (laughs) it's called trust we now are back with kaladin he's standing in a dalinar staging ground looking out over the shadowed plains um he's talking to sil about whether he should trust dalinar or not and Sil's like he's a good man i've watched him despite that thing he carries She's talking about the shard blade. She really hates it. Why? But um, she just doesn't like it. It just feels wrong to her. Yeah, make a guess why. Um, I think because of the way it just kind of sucks someone's soul out. And she, okay, and yeah. I think she I think like that's. Souls. I mean, she she likes souls. Like soul souls. Thing, she yeah. yeah. I think I think that's as a spren. I think maybe she just is an honor spren specifically. I think yeah. she struggles with that. Fair enough. But she doesn't know why. Um, but she. You know, basically, it's like, well, now that he's gotten rid of it, it makes him a better man, which is kind of cool, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but Kaladin's kind of just thinking about what's what's happened. Um, he's thinking about the Parshendi he killed, and he's feeling kind of guilty for it. And he asks uh, Sil, can you kill to protect? Is that a self-contradiction? I, and I don't know. You acted strangely in that battle, swirling around me. After that, you left. I didn't see much of you. The killing. It hurt me. I had to go. So basically, I think Syl is just she. There's something about killing that's hard for her, and it, it, she she knows it can be honorable. Yes, but she does not like it anyway. Yeah. Um. But basically, he's just talking about the fact that Syl doesn't have answers. Callan has a lot of questions. Syl doesn't have the answers at the moment. Yeah. You know, just how it is. Yep. And Dalinar finally shows up and right on time. Just they they had a planned meeting time shows up right on time right when the second moon rises they have three moons yeah right on time um Dalinar's like I'm really sorry you had to wait so late to like meet me mm-hmm. like it's been a really long day yeah. and Kaladin's like 
I probably wouldn't have slept anyways. It's fine. And Nala's like, yeah, get, I get that, my man. Yeah. And uh, they're talking about, um, Dalinar asks how his men are doing, how Kaladin's men are doing. And Kaladin's like, really good. Thank you. Which I appreciate that he says thank you here. Because he could have just been like, good. And then that yeah. the end of it. But he, he, this is a very respectful conversation they're having. And yep. I'm very glad about that. But basically, Dalinar has given the Bridgman the best medical attention, even before the Light-Eyed Soldiers, which is really amazing. They have their own... Um, their own uh, barracks. Uh, like all of the bridgemen are now following Kaladin. He's basically become their leader. Of course he has. Yes, of course. They saw him running out front and dodging arrows like yes. a god, essentially. Yes. Uh, basically, the, the bridgemen are living really good lives now suddenly, which is really, really awesome that Dalinar has done that and kept his promise to do that. Yep. And uh, Dalinar's basically asking, what what's going to happen with the bridgemen? What are they going to want to do? Like they, yeah. you guys have freedom. You can do whatever you would like to do. And Kaladin's like, well, some will probably stay. Some will probably leave. Um, my own crew will do probably whatever I do. Yeah. But I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Yeah. And so Dalinar then basically offers him. I He says, I owe you my life twice. And I mm-hmm. cannot. I can't give you what you've given me. Yeah. No matter what I do. And basically he decides my honor guard has been wiped out almost completely. Yeah. I want you and your men to be my guard, to be my bodyguards. Because what I'm about to do is going to make everyone want to kill me. Yes. And I just would like to say that I was right. You were right. <laughs> I was right. That's a good one for you. That's, that's actually, I. that's a, a specific enough theory that I'm proud of you for making it. Thank Sometimes you. your theories are broad and I'm just like, <laughs> whatever. But that was specific and good. It just made sense, to be honest. Yeah. It really wasn't one I thought about much. It just was like, this makes sense. I mean, good writing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but basically, yeah. Cal- or Dalinar asks him to be uh, the bodyguard. And he wants um, he he wants Kaladin's Bridgman to be his bodyguard and Kaladin to be the leader. And Kaladin's like, yes. okay, I, we can do that. Bridge four will become the honor guard. I'm fine with that. We'll train the rest of Spearman Company. You know, though, and he says those in the honor guard get paid like it. And mm-hmm. Cal- Dalinar's like, of course. Yep. Kaladin's like, I want space to train. Yep. I want um full right of rec- requisition from the quartermasters. I get to set my men's schedule, and we appoint our own sergeants and squad leaders. We don't answer to light eyes, but yourself, your sons, and the king. And Dalinar was like, okay. I can't put you above light that eyes. Last one is weird. Yeah. But this is what I'm going to do. Instead, he takes him out of the chain of command. So he's so Kaladin commands, entity. yes. Kaladin commands all of his people. Yes. And answers to Dalinar and his sons. That's and the king. And and the king. But nobody else. He can't command other light eyes. Yes. He can't command light eyes lower than him. He but he also doesn't have to listen to light eyes higher than him, other than Dalinar, Aelin, and R- Renarin, and the king. Elokar. Yes. Those are the only people Kaladin has to listen he to. He is higher ranking than other dark eyes still. So oh, he still yes. can commit. Like, yes. If a dark eyed person is in the way, he can say, get out of the way. Still. Yes. But he couldn't do that to a light eye. Yes. He's completely Even if the light eyes are lower. But yeah. he yes. is basically as high as the dark eyes can get without causing more problems. I mean, higher than the light eyes. Yes. The dark well, eyes is supposed yes. to be able to get. Yes. But Dalinar basically is like, I've made you as high as I can get you and as high of command as I can get you without causing problems. Yes. Is. Because I think Dalinar would just give him command yeah. if he could. But he yeah. knows that that would just cause more issues. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want to deal with that, which makes total sense. Uh, yeah, fair. And I think Kaladin also is fine with that. Um, but basically now Kaladin is going to be in charge of a full battalion, really. he's yeah. All the bridgemen are under his command. And he's going to train them and they're going to protect Dalinar. That's their whole purpose. Yep. Uh, they're not. Kaladin also says that he doesn't want them to go out on um, no plateau road. 
no plateau runs. They're going to do patrolling. They're fine to patrol. But their whole thing is they will fight if they have to. Their whole thing is they are there just to protect Dalinar. They are yeah. not going on on runs. They're not fighting. And Dalinar's like, that's fine because I'm not going on runs either anymore. And even the other bridgemen who aren't going to be his honor guard, like yeah. not bridge four, yes. they're protecting. They're enforcing rules in the other kingdoms. Yes. They're enforcing rules in the outer plains. Yep. They're not going on runs. No, no, and bridge, Dalinar, no former bridgemen will go on a run. Yes. And Dalinar's like, that's fine. I assume you want time to train first. I get that. And then Kaladin obviously tells him, no, I, part of it's also because I don't want to kill more person. Yeah. That hurt me. And Dalinar yeah. understands that. Perfect person to say it to because Dalinar gets that. And basically he's like, I'm not going to be going on. Dalinar's like, I'm not going to be going on plateau runs anyway. So you guys staying here to protect me makes sense too. Yeah. Like, it, it makes sense that you guys will stay here. And Kaladin's whole thing is, our purpose is to protect you, yeah. not to kill the Parshendi. Yes. We'll kill people if they come and attack you. Yes. But we're not going to just go out and kill people. Absolutely. Which I really respect. Calibre. Good boundaries. And then Dalinar does this thing where he takes out a cloak. Mm-hmm. The one that he wore to the battle today. Mm-hmm. It's washed and it's it's patched and it's got it's deep blue and it's got um the the glyph that uh signifies his his house. Yeah. And he, yeah. He gives it to uh to Kaladin. Mm-hmm. And it, he says, each man who wears my colors is of my family in a way. The cloak is a simple gift, but it is one of the few things I can offer that has any meaning. Accept it with my gratitude, Kaladin Stormblessed. Yep. And I love that. That's so... Dalinar is so respectful. Mm-hmm. And I love him. He's so thankful that Kaladin saved his life. Yes. And he's so... He's taking such good care of the Bridgman. And I feel so good that we're ending this book with the Bridgman in a good place. Yeah. Like, that makes me feel so happy. That at least for a while, I can pretend that everything's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, Kaladin's like, wait a minute. How did you hear that name? And Cal- and Dalinar's like, well, you're men. They speak very highly of you. They really, really like you. They they, they are gonna follow you anywhere. And they, they need... Like, they need you, and the kingdom needs you. Probably all of Roshar needs you. Yeah. And he mentions the true desolation, and Callan's like, huh? Huh? And Dalar's Mm -hmm. like, no, nothing, never mind. And basically sends uh, Callan off and was saying, he goes, please, go get some rest, Captain. Oh, so sweet. I really love Dalinar. So Kaladin heads out. Do, I know. Way. I'm a big fan of him. You're, you're a big Dala fan. I'm a big Dala fan. Fanilar? Fanilar? Is that better or Dala fan? <laughs> Dala fan's better. Dala fan, okay. <laughs> um, Kaladin heads out and he heads back to Bridge 4's barrack, which is currently empty. It's what? Furnished, it's furnished pretty nice, but it's empty right now because all the men are outside having their, their nightly stew. Because of course they are. And I love that. That makes me so happy. And then they start to interrogate Kaladin, yeah. figure out what he can do. <laughs> Kaladin gets back and they start asking him all these questions about these things he can do. He's worried they're going to be like treating him weird. Yeah. But they're just like, can you teach us how to do this? And yeah. they're like in all of him and like love him even more for this, which I love so much. Lopin says, I kept you alive, Gancho. The only thing I'd be alarmed about is how irresistible the women would find it. Lopin, they'd say, you only have one arm, but I see that you can glow. I think you should kiss me now. <laughs> I love Lopin. The Lopin is the best. He's so funny. I'm the Lopin. But um, he basically, Kaladin's talking about, you know, all of this and telling him a little bit about what he knows he can do. And they're like, can you teach us how to do this? And Kaladin's like, well, I don't know if it's something that I can teach. Here's wait. I want to I want to also talk about Sigzel the Lowlander. He's mm-hmm. apparently a science minded man because immediately he asks because uh, Kaladin says, all I know is I can stick things. I can draw things. And it makes me faster and stronger. Yeah. And Sigzel immediately goes, how much stronger does it make you? How much more weight 
can the, ro- the rocks bear after you stick them together? How long do they remain bonded? How much faster do you get? Twice as fast? A quarter again as fast? How far away can an arrow be when you draw it towards you? How can you draw other? Can you draw other things other than arrows? Yeah, and they've kind of decided. Calum doesn't know if he can teach them anything because he doesn't know if it's possible for them to be able to do it. Do this right. thing, but they've kind of decided for now they're going to test. They're going to do experiments and see what Calum can do, how much he can do, figure out if he has more abilities he doesn't know of, that kind of thing, and then they're going to try and maybe learn it themselves. Yeah, while they're while they're learning from while they're testing Calum, they're also going to be learning too if they can. Yes. If it's possible, which I don't think is possible, but yes, um, Rock, I just want to say Rock at the end of this is funny because he he says, well, Sigs was like, we'll have to find a way to determine if there's anything else you can do. And Rock says, throw him off a cliff. <laughs> if he has other abilities, this thing will make them come out, eh? Nothing like falling from cliff to make a man out of a boy. And Calden's like, excuse me? And Rock goes, it will be small cliff. I like you too much for a large one. And that mm-hmm. makes me laugh. And then the next thing he also says is, uh, then, uh, then Kaladin says, oh, Rock, I'm going to stick you to the ceiling to, for tonight to make sure you don't try and toss me off a cliff. <laughs> I love that. I love their interactions. I they're love cute. how much throughout this book Bridge 4 has grown and the people of Bridge now 4 Now they're family. They are family and they do Aww. their nightly stews. And so after this conversation, they just sit around, eat their stews. Some of the other uh, people from the other Bridge crews come over and and join them and are laughing and talking and just having a really, really good time. And that's basically the, the story the ends. Sentences. Okay, I'll read it. It says, 27 men lived. He'd finally managed to save someone. For now, that was enough. Aww. Oh. Kaladin's very good. Yeah, Kaladin's had a lot of growth. There's been a lot of growth in this book, which yes. makes sense for 1,236 pages. Nah, 991 for me, thank you. No, 1,236 pages. At the end, actually, last page is 1,001 for me. That's hilarious. It's right at 1,000. All right, next chapter. It's called Ghost Blood, 74. Shalon and Yasna are talking. Uh, Shalon's basically Yasna's like, there's a lot of groups after me to try and get me. Um, and uh, Capsule was part of the group called Ghost Bloods who are trying to get me because uh, I found this, this interlocking design tattoo. And Shalon recognizes the design on everyone that her dad met with also had tattoos of this design. Yeah. And so essentially she's like, wait, wait, this, I think my dad was part of this group. And that's the end of the, <laughs> the chapter. Yep. You just like zoomed through that. Well, because it's just one cover. It's, it's a page and a half long. It's one conversation. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's not like it's, it, this is not, this is a very, very short chapter. The only other thing Yasin talks about that I think is important mm. is the fact that the Parshman, they need to figure out how to like whatever sets them off to yes. become like the Parshendi. Evil. They have to or figure Parshendi, out. Not evil, yeah. I guess. They have to figure out how to do that and get them to work for them or just to stop it all together before someone else figures it out because the Parshmen literally do everything. Yes. They're everywhere. Every, there's not a yes. city that doesn't have a Parshman. So if they were to become bad and attack them, that would be the end of the Alathi. Yes. So and and of the the Roshar, like the, yeah. every every city has Parshman who work for yes. them. Yes. Um. It would also also because the Ghost Bloods want to figure out how to set them off, and it might not be for as good reasons, you know. Yeah. Anywho, next one. Yeah, chapter seventy five. Oh. Uh, it's called in the top room. In We're back room, with in, um in the top room. Dalinar. He's uh <laughs> snuggling with Navani. Oh. Which is kind of adorable. I'm I ship them now. I'm accepting this and we I ship them. like sibling relationships we don't like sibling relationships but this is different 
because they're not actually related by blood. Mm. We like in law relationships. We don't like that either. Normally, <laughs> this is a, this is the outlier. <laughs> this is the one singular yeah, we outlier. We like outlier relationships. Woo, 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 You'll woo, stand by woo. that one. Yeah, I'll stand good. by that one. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, Dalinar is snuggling with Navani. Um, he's feeling good. High storm hits. He starts. He gets into a vision, and he hops in this vision and immediately recognizes it. Yeah. And he's like, "Wait a minute. What's he see though? I know where this is. He is. Um. Okay, I will read it." He says, he, the sky was dark and he stood on a field of dull bone white rock, jagged and rough, extending in all directions, off into eternity. And he's standing on like a big rock ledge. Yeah. Looking out. And there's and, also a bunch of like the, like glowing yes. forms of things yep. rising from the ground. Yep. And he's like, why did you lie to me? Like, mm-hmm. what was going on? Um, the voice says, you must unite them. Unite them. The sun approaches the horizon. The everstorm comes. The true desolation, the night of sorrows. You must prepare. Build of your people a fortress of strength and peace, a wall to resist the wind, see squabbling and unite. And he's Dalinar's like, I need answers. Give me answers. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the vision change. And he's on a rock looking out over his homeland of Kolonar. And Dalinar's like, I kind of recognize this. Why do I recognize yes. this? Yes. And he recognizes both of these. Yes. These change. Yes. Because he remembers, wait a minute. This is what my first vision was. <gasps> what do we learn? He's having the exact same vision again. And what do we learn about that? And... Well, I'll tell you in a second. Let me Sorry. keep reading. It's pretty exciting for me. <laughs> but basically, uh, he learns. He's So the, the voice, there's a guy sitting next to him. The mm. voice talking to him. And he's talking about, Dalinar's asking questions. Who are you? Why are you showing me these visions? Well, what, that, and, what does they see first? He climbs a rock in well, the vision. Col- so he's, yeah, he sees his homeland of Kolinar. Destroyed. And it's destroyed. Absolutely just Completely gone. gone. Yeah, not good. Not, not good. Um, but he... The guy is talking to him and saying these things. And Dalinar's like, why are you, like, why are you talking in riddles? Just answer me. And basically we find out the guy can't hear Dalinar. He's sending these from, like, the past or the future? It's essentially a journal. Yes. It's he, a, it's what, a he vision journal. what he said is what he says. Yes. And Dalinar has realized he's been trying to ask questions all this time. but And has been thinking the guy's been answering riddles. His visions never told him to trust Sidious. That's just what he assumed they meant. He asked the right question, the wrong question at the right time. Yeah. He asked a question. The man replied in the sentence he would have always said. Yes. But that sentence ended up kind of implying to entrust Sadius. Yes. Uh so yeah, that's it's interesting to me to think. And he's already had this vision before. But this, this was time, his very it, first vision. But this time it doesn't end where the last time it ended. No, yes. This time, right before it ends, like normal where he would normally expect it uh colonar just like it evaporates yes and now he's standing earthquake on a, gone he's pl- sitting on a pillar in a void can we read this final interaction as a dramatic reading yeah for Here sure it goes. the figure turned to him i am sorry to do this to you but now i hope that what you've seen has given you a foundation to understand but i can't know for certain i don't know who you are or how you found your way here i what to say? Did it matter? Most of what I show you are scenes I have seen directly, the figure said. But some, such as this one, are born out of my fears. If I fear it, then you should too. The land was trembling. The wall of dust was being caused by something. Something approaching. The ground was falling away. Down our gasped. The very rocks ahead were shattering, breaking apart, becoming dust. He backed away as everything began to shake. A massive earthquake accompanied by a terrible roar of dying rocks. He fell to the ground. There was an awful, grinding, terrifying moment of nightmare. The shaking, the destruction, the sounds of the land itself seeming to die. Then it was past. 
Down are breathed in and out before rising on unsteady legs. He and the figure stood on a solitary pinnacle of rock, a little section that, for some reason, had been protected. It was like a stone pillar a few paces wide, rising high into the air. Around it, the lane was gone. Kolinar was gone. It had all fallen away into unplumbed darkness below. He felt vertigo, standing on the tiny bit of rock that, impossibly, remained. What is this? Dalinar demanded, though he knew that the being couldn't hear him. The figure looked about, sorrowful. I can't leave much. Just these few images given to you, whoever you are. These visions, they're like a journal, aren't they? A history you wrote, a book you left behind. Except I don't read it, I see it. The figure looked into the sky. I don't even know if anyone will ever see this. I am gone, you see. Dalinar didn't respond. He looked over the pinnacle's sheer edge, down on the void, horrified. This isn't just about you either, the figure said, raising his hands into the air. A light winked out in the sky, one that Dalinar hadn't realized was there. Then another winked out as well. The sun seemed to be growing dimmer. It's about all of them, the figure said. I should have realized he'd come for me. Who are you? Dalinar asked, voicing the words to himself. The figure still stared into the sky. I leave this because there must be something. A hope to discover. A chance that someone will find what to do. Do you wish to fight him? Yes, Dalinar found himself saying, despite knowing that it didn't matter. I don't know who he is, but if he wants to do this, then I will fight him. Someone must lead them. I will do it, Dalinar said. The words just came out. Someone must unite them. I will do it. Someone must protect them. I will do it. The figure was silent for a moment. Then he spoke in a clear, crisp voice. Life before death. Strength before weakness. Journey before destination. Speak again the ancient oaths and return to men the shards they once bore. He turned to Dalinar, meeting his eyes. The knights radiant must stand again. I cannot comprehend how that can be done, Dalinar said softly, but I will try. Men must face them together, the figure said, stepping up to Dalinar, placing a hand on his shoulder. You cannot squabble as in times past. He's realized that you, given time, will become your own enemies, that he doesn't need to fight you. Not if he can make you forget, make you turn against one another. Your legends say that you won, but the truth is that we lost and we are losing. Who are you? Dalinar asked again, voice softer. I wish I could do more, repeated the figure in gold. You might be able to get him to choose a champion. He is bound by some rules. All of us are. A champion could work well for you, but it is not certain. And without the Dawn Shards, well, I have done what I can. It is a terrible, terrible thing to leave you alone. Who are you? Dalinar asked again. And yet, he thought he knew. I am. I was. God. The one you call the Almighty the creator of mankind. The figure closed his eyes, and now I am dead. Odium has killed me. I am sorry. Dun, dun, dun. So I kind of think that this is going to be the last vision Dalinar has, because Mm. just the way it sounds, it sounds like he started with this vision, and then he ends with this vision, and he finds out more this time around because he now understands the visions a little bit better, Mm -hmm. and he's seen all of them. And based on what the guy, what the Almighty, I guess, says in this, he talks about, like, these are just like these are just images, you know. I hoping like you know just things that he hopes whoever sees us gets. Yeah. And so I'm just thinking this is probably the last vision down our God unless is he just, dead. Unless he just has God is dead. Unless he just has repeating visions again, which I guess could be possible. Could be but possible. I think this is going to be the last vision he has. that's at all unique in a way. Okay. And I think the only other visions he'll have are repeating ones or he's just done. Okay. So um, 
What's odium? I have no idea. It implies, look, it says, it says, uh, he is bound by rules. All of us are. Yeah. Um, next episode, real quick. Also, I want to read the letters because I think that might apply to this. The letters and the death rattles. Yes. We're going to do those. Yes. So um, sorry. I just, I just thought about that. So I just wanted yeah. to put that out there. All of us are implying this God and Odium are on yes, a similar level. He similar also level. earlier references someone named Cultivation and how they are much better at seeing yes, into the future. Yeah. So that might be another one. I wonder us. if there's like multiple gods. So like I'm trying to think of a good example from like something I've read before or something I've heard before. Greek mythology. Yeah. Literally Greek mythology. I'm an idiot. You're okay. Basically Greek mythology. I was thinking of a book that I read over the summer maybe. Over the summer, maybe. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I was thinking of a book that I read fairly recently, like a book yeah. series, and they had like gods, and then like so they had like god gods, and then they had like um demigods, demigods, yes. And so that's just what this made me think of. So okay. I, I think there's multiple gods, and they're all bound by certain rules that like they have to do certain things, kind of like the Greek gods, I guess, are yeah. that way. And then the gods from this book that I'm thinking of are also that way, right. All right, that's the end of this. Finally, we're on to the epilogue. Yes, we are. Last chapter of the book. It's wit. He's being all weird and pretending to be a crazy man. Why did Brandon Sanders call him wit and not Hoyd? Who knows? Um, Why did you do this thing, Brandon Wit is is inside of the front gates of Kolinar. He's sitting on a pile of boxes, and he's essentially just like playing an instrument and pretending to be a crazy person. Um. And he's asking the guards who are there, annoying them, but they can't stop him because he's light eyes. He's asking them, um, hey, so what is the most, um, a, a, like, help? What do humans value most in another person? What is the most value, like, human valued uh, skill? Yes. And essentially, he concludes, well, it can't be art or invention or intelligence because if a great inventor invents something and then another great inventor independently invents the same thing again a year later, the second inventor will be forgotten. Yeah. The first one remembered. So what we what he said he concludes is novelty. Humans more than anything appreciates a person who can do something first, who is able to do something that's novel and and like surprising. Yeah. And then he's basically just like talking for no reason. And suddenly he says um uh suddenly the guards just the 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 uh gate just like trembles for no reason. Uh also starting the starting this chapter Wit says can you feel it? Something just changed. I believe this, that's the sound the world makes when it pisses itself. So essentially what's happened is he's basically started by saying something's different. Talking about something different now. Yeah. And now he says the storm has come when the gates rattle and the, the guards are confused, super scared. The gates keep rattling. Suddenly a shard blade just shink through the wall and yeah. cuts like a hole in it. And in walks a crazy looking man dragging a, sh- a shard blade behind him as if it weighs a million pounds. And he's dragging it like its its tip is cutting a crack in the ground behind him. Yeah. And uh, the guard's like, who are you? Who are you? And the man with crazy eyes finally, like after minutes, notices the guards for the first time and says, who am I? I I am Tenelela Lin, Stone and Sue, herald of the, of, of the Almighty. The desolation has come. Oh, God, it has come. And I have failed. And then he slumps forward and just goes goes limp essentially and his sword doesn't vanish when he lets go of it his yeah. sh- his his shard blade mm-hmm. um and then wit just basically looks at us in the camera and whispers what is it we value innovation originality 
novelty, but most importantly, timeliness. I fear you may be too late, my confused, unfortunate friends. Ah. The end so of book quick, one of the Stormlight Archives. Real quick. When I was reading this, I recognized this name, okay? And I went back to the first, very first chapter of this book. Which we're reading for next week. Yes, which we're reading for next week. And I was like, hey, I recognize this name. And so I went to the the, pre- the prelude and I, I looked at it and I found Talenal, or however you say it, is the guy who got stuck in the place where they went between desolations, the place of nightmares where they get tortured. So this dude's been tortured for like a bajillion years and that's why his star blade is really heavy and why he falls over. Question. Two things. A couple things. First. Yes. Um, what's with the place they get tortured? What's that whole deal? <sighs> Gosh, I don't really know. I don't understand it fully, but I... It's a guess. Make a guess. Yes. I think, um, man, I think it's like a... I don't know. I don't really have much in the way I guess. For some reason, because they say in the first thing, we must leave him there. Yes. Because of the... There have been desolations year after year now. Yep. Of the 10 of us, the Heralds. Yep. Only Tenelola Lin has never broken, whatever that means. Yeah. Well... Tenelolin just broke. Yes. He's been for thousands of years, he's been holding off, but yeah. something just broke. I think for whatever reason, it's just like a place where they go. Basically, they, we know they get tortured there, whatever mm. that means for them. Mm. And I think it's a place where they don't come back until they, they get broken, right? Yeah. And so, as well, that wouldn't make sense though, because this guy, if he's never been broken, he would never come back. Well, he just did. I know, but like before. Okay. Unless he's never been there. He had never died before. I don't know. Because the first chapter talks about when the heralds die, they go to this place. Yes, yes. And then if they, when they come back, they come back when they break. Yeah. When someone breaks. Yes. I give you a hint. Well, we can probably talk about this more when we reread the the thing. Before we we wrap up, I do want to read, there's an end note here. I want to read it. It's it says, it's it's printed as if it's on a piece of paper in the universe, essentially. Yeah. It says, end note. Above silence, the illuminating storms, dying storms, illuminate the silence above. And underneath of it, it says, The above sample is noteworthy, as it is Katek, uh, a complex form of holy Voran poem. The Katek not only reads the same forwards and backwards, allowing for alteration of verbal forms, but it is also divisible into five distinct smaller sections, each of which makes a complete thought. The complete poem must form a sentence that is grammatically correct and, theoretically, poignant in meaning. Because of the difficulty in constructing a katek, the structure was once considered the highest and most impressive form of all foreign poetry. The fact that this one was uttered by an illiterate, dying Herdazian in a language he barely spoke should be of particular note. There is no record of this particular katek in any repository of Voran poetry, so it is very unlikely that the subject was merely repeating something he had once heard. None of the ardents we showed it to had any knowledge of it, though three did praise its structure and asked to meet the poet. We leave it to his majesty's mind on a strong day to puzzle out the meaning of why the storms might be important and what the poem may mean by indicating that there is silence both above and below said storms. Jashore, head of his majesty's silent gatherers, Tenetev, 1173. It's funny because it is, if you can, you can read it backwards. Above yep. silence, the, the only thing that's different is illuminate is oh, versus illuminating in the, the first one. So it makes a little bit more sense the right way, but yeah. It is I yeah I was reading I actually flipped through because I wanted to see if they were all like that the death rattles and we just hadn't noticed but they're not and I want you to ask I want to tell you ask you something 
here's a few things in this that I think are important that I need to ask you about. We leave it to His Majesty's mind. Who's that? Elicar, I would assume. This is a death rattle. Which which king is yeah. collecting death rattles? Oh, I guess it would be Teravangian. Okay, so we leave it to His Majesty's mind on a strong day to puzzle the meaning of why the storm is important. What does that mean, on a strong day? On a strong day? On a strong day. On a strong day. Maybe he has issues. What kind of issues? Like some kind of like mental issues. Hmm. Or like I wonder if for some reason he's got like, because people think that he's weak. And so I wonder if maybe he's got like some kind of health issue or something like that. Okay. And that's part of the reason um, maybe he wants to take over. I didn't read this end note to be honest until now. Yeah. I I read it while we were recording too. So we were good. I didn't notice it was here till just now. <laughs> um, So yeah. So basically someone wrote a poem. We're, we're thinking the person who's sending the death rattles wrote a poem and do we want to say who is sending the death rattles? Who do you think? Well, you and I have kind of discussed this. Yeah, we already. discussed it off camera a little bit. It's the dude who just came out of the ground, or out of the ground. I just guess appeared. Didn't, like, come out of the ground. Yeah, the herald the just, guy disappeared. Who just appeared. The herald who just Tenella Alin. Tenella Alin is. We think he's saying the death rattles. There's a few death rattles that imply he says like, "Yeah, I I bear the burden of nine all in myself," which is. Ten heralds. He's the ninth. He's, yeah, yeah. So it makes it makes sense that he's setting the death rattles. Anyway, that's it. That's the end of of Way of Kings. Yeah. Sydney, rank that sucker out of ten. Oh boy, I give it a nine. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. I, love I would it. give it higher, but I do think the the beginning was a little bit harder to get into. Yeah, and it's, it's very it's, long. Here's the thing. I think. Um, I think it. That for me, this book was always hard to get into the first time, but this fast, crazy ending for me carries me through the boring part of book two uh, yeah and then the, all the other ones for me the first time through were tens because yeah. they i my love for the characters is already there so my the the speed at which they can get into things grows because i don't have to like grow to like them yeah um uh anyway you ready to to do the the last things or anything else you want to talk about before we do it um no not really the only thing i was gonna say is i'm excited to reread the letters tomorrow yeah um I kind of wonder if the letter is from the Almighty to Odium? Odium. Is that what it was called? Because the letter like talks about that he's got people coming after him and stuff. Yeah. And you could call them off if you wanted to, that kind of thing. Yeah. We'll reread it, but we'll I just wonder it. if that maybe is. Well, I think I, well, I think now it's time. Yes. To rank the characters. Okay, so here we go. Sydney, what, who do we see this week? So this week we saw Rock, Teft, Kaladin, Sil, Moash, Scar, Sigzil, Lopin, Drehi, Shalon, Yasna, Dalinar, Navani, Almighty, the Almighty, Teravangian, uh, Zeth, Hoyd, and Talanelin. 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 I said it earlier like fine. Talanel. Talanelin. There we go. I keep saying Tanelel, but it's Talanel. It's just too many letters. <laughs> um, And so our ranking this week, top of this week is our favorite character, Dalinar. Yep. Followed by Kaladin, then Yasna, because Yasna's awesome. Followed by Hoyd, because he's hilarious. Followed by, and also like weird and ominous. Then Sil, because we like Sil. Then Shallan, because she's sweet. She murdered someone, so we're not sure, but she we like her. Then Lopin, because he's hilarious. Then Teft, because he's a dad, and we love the dad. Then Rock, because... I mean, he's rock. He was funny. Then Navani, because she was not in it much, but she was very sweet. Then Zeth, because he's cool. Then the Almighty, because he's cool. Then Moash, because he's cool. Then Scar, Sigzel, and Drehi, because they were there. Then Tenelel Alin, because we don't know anything about him, but it was kind of... Other than the fact that he has a confusing as heck name to say. And finally, we have Teravengian in Wish You Were Dead, because that's a butt-holy guy. 
I didn't realize oh, how butthole he was. But he's, he's so terrible. He's terrible. Okay, top five, bottom five. Sydney, last week's. Uh, last week was Dalinar, Kaladin, Adolin, Navani, and Teft. And then our bottom five was Matal, Capsule, Amaram, Hashal, and Sadius. Our top five this week is Dalinar, Kaladin, and then those are the same. Then Navani beats Adolin. Otherwise, it stays the same. So Dalinar, Kaladin, Navani, Adolin, Teft. In uh, our bottom five final rankings, Capsule's our fifth least favorite, followed by Amaram. Then our third least favorite is Teravangian. As he should be. Then Hashal. Man is murdering people. Lots of them. All righty. Also, real quick, I just got a comment on our uh, Instagram post from um, what is today? December 7th. A long time was ago. Our, so when you guys are listening to this, it was like a month ago. Yeah. Um, but shout out to uh, Han Solo. We appreciate you. He just commented and he said, regardless, another great episode from you two and look forward to next week and more singing, chanting, and beatboxing. So <laughs> oh, he's Han so Solo, sweet. Han, 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 Solo, Solo, Solo. Anything you do, I can do better. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Yeah. Um, um, next week, make sure you have this. The, if you want to read the prologue with us, we'd love if you did. Make sure you, you just like nab that or else what will happen, Sydney? Um, if you don't read the prologue, you will. Colton will drain your blood. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. We switched. <laughs> Great work, Sydney. I had a moment of panic of what are you talking about? <laughs> and then it was like, oh, wait a minute. I got it. Um, also, go leave a comment on our Instagram page and we'll give you a shout out like we just did for Han Solo. In like a whole month we from then. We love the comments. Yeah, it'll be a long time from now. But we really, really do love the comments. We really appreciate them. They always make me smile and I got distracted during this episode because I saw that comment. But I, I love them. They make me very happy. We like to know that you guys are actually enjoying what we're doing because yes. we like doing it and we like knowing that you guys like it because we're weird and we like getting, um, you know acknowledgement that it's okay to be weird and the fact that you guys like our weird chants and colton's random beatboxing and that stuff it's yes. very nice to hear so we, we really do guys. appreciate you guys so leave some comments on instagram if you don't follow us on instagram it's fantasy book shame club podcast so go check that out if you don't follow us on instagram shame on you shame on you anyway anyways uh also go check out our um music music so that's uh win runner remake by alesia which is a-l-e-z-e-i-a on spotify Thank you so much for listening. My name is Colton Pratt. And I'm Sydney Lyerly. I love you. Peace. Why are you still here? The show's over.